listener production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! It's James Graham and Wendell Saylor here. Coming up on Footy Talk today, we're talking all things the Rabbitohs. Unbelievable last gasp victory against the Penrith Panthers. And we're going to talk about Roger Tuovasa-Shek coming back to rugby league next year. That is a big up. Hello and welcome everybody to Footy Talk. What a night it was last night, Del. We called that game between Souths and Penrith Panthers. Where do we begin? Like, it had so much. Generally, I don't know how Souths found a way. They looked dejected. There was still seven or eight minutes on the clock when Crichton went over for his hat-trick. But what is it about South Sydney? They Is it Luttrell? Is it their left edge? Is it their team spirit? What is it that, that you think got them back into that game and give themselves a chance? Well, they dug deep, and I think without Luttrell... They certainly don't feature there. Like, at times they went away from what works for them. And Cody Walker was, you know, it was one of his best games this season, Cody Walker. When Cody Walker uh, ignites, um, the Bunnies are a better side, but their forward pack, you know, certainly under men. Panthers, we know they had a couple of players out, but it was a cracking game. It was one for the ages too. It wasn't perfect, but, you know, we talk about Anzac Day. Uh, we talk about Anzac clashes. And... Uh, these two teams, uh, they went into battle. Um, you know, they didn't go to war, but they went to battle and uh, made what a finish. You're right, seven, eight minutes, I just thought, Panthers, you know, they'll just shut this one out. And um, they just found something south, and I'm happy for them too because I think they've lost the last 10 out of 11, but they found something, and that's what you need to do. Yeah, Penrith have certainly had their number, and when you look at that game, I, I think it just goes to show just how far South Sydney have come. So two points. They were, they were 6-0 up after 39 minutes in that game and totally dominating. They deserve to they deserve to be further ahead on the scoreboard, in my opinion. But Penrith Panthers defended really well on their goal line. They come up the other end. Their first real opportunity, they get a try. Six all at half time. Take you back to the prelim at last year. Mm. Similar circumstances, South Sydney implode. They didn't have the mental resilience to come back from that. They didn't start the second half so well. They went behind. Crichton scores again. It looks as if it's game over. Souths, they had that resilience to keep on battling, to keep on in there. And then, yes, wow, they, they just found a way to, to get once. I think once they got the first try, yeah. the ascendancy was certainly with, was with South Sydney. Luttrell was waiting to get the kick. He wanted, he wanted to go again. You could see, I think that was a good sign. He wasn't hanging oh, around yeah. waiting for try confirmed. He had the ball on the tee. He's saying, Sutton, let me kick this ball. I want to go again. And that that's that infectious enthusiasm that he brings to this team. It was a magnificent performance from from him and South Sydney. When he plays, um, the real good players, they're, they're at a different level. Like it's, as you said, it's like the Matrix, you know, he's he's flicking balls out here, he's just around the corner and, uh, you know, Thurston and uh, guys like Joey John used to play like that. When you watch Luttrell, he's just so happy the way that he carries himself and he gives you he gives you confidence, and I've got to say, the coach too, JD. Every time we interview him um, at halftime, we I think you and I actually said after halftime, mate, South had come out, and I think they got into uh, Spencer Linu. He doesn't get driven much. Yeah, right off the kickoff. Yeah, and that sets a standard because you know that South have to reset, and um, for a long time, that you know um, Panthers have had their measure, and, and they wanted to win. You know, last time you could just tell. I think this is a. Uh... 
a big win for yep. South Sydney. It's not just two points. That for their their mentality now going forward, now that they know they can beat them in a tight game, because if they play Penrith in September, it's going to be a tight game. Yeah. Tight game. Yeah, they'll, they'll have a few players back, the Panthers, but so will South. Both teams at full strength. Yeah, Fisher Harris. Yeah. Oh, mate. You know, two absolute powerhouses, but there's some other players there. Yeah. But, you know, just – and these young players that are coming in there, Tass will learn a lot from tonight. Like, Tass made a few mistakes. We know that. You know, um, Crichton, you know, Crichton, he's, he's won a couple of premierships and he gave him too much space and obviously with the kick there too, it came off his shoulder and Crichton got that try. You never forget that. So even yeah. Tass, he'll learn from that. I'm happy for Tass at the end there. He scored that try because um, Alex Johnston got to the outside. He, he knows how to beat players, throws it back inside to Cody Walker. Cody Walker, Silky just finds him, Tass, and Tass was like, how good's this? Johnson played such a key part yeah, in that play. The, the ability to, to have two defenders on him and just pop that ball inside to Cody Walker and then it's a simple two-on-one. Last night's game was absolutely world-class. I know the standard of the competition this year has been through the roof, but for me, not much comes close to that game. No, no. That was world-class. That's one of the best games of rugby league football you are ever likely to see. Like That was so good. It it had everything. It was so exciting. Like Some of the try-saves from Nathan Cleary. Mate. how does he make that tackle on Latrell Mitchell? Uh-huh. Latrell's almost smiling yeah. that he's over, and yeah. it's like clearly just comes from nowhere. Yeah, it was a it was a special game last night. It it really was, and it was an absolute pleasure to call. I I, I kind of feel like guilty that we've probably missed. So much happened. But, I mean, even Latrell Mitchell, you know, he scores and he's setting them up and then uh, he stops Taruva one-on-one. Yes. Oh, no. that, that try save down, yeah. in, the, down in that right-hand corner. We were just corner. saying, yeah. he, he had him covered. Like, he could have went in or out and he just slows himself down, Latrell, so he could just get him right in the middle. So if he goes on the outside, he's got space, goes back on the inside. But Taruva just couldn't go anywhere and he just got hit. Yeah, it's smart yeah. play and so yeah. many... Moments of, yep. uh, of of class and brilliance. It was um, it, it set the standard for for a huge Anzac oh, Day weekend, and, and you could see it was interesting hearing the South Sydney players talking about the the silent submarine. the silent yeah. submarines and yeah. what, what they've learnt from that. And but I think even Latrell yeah. asked, "How far does it go down?" He goes, "We can't tell you." Yeah, you know, it's like typical yeah. league players. We we want to know everything. Very inquisitive. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a, a sensational game. But uh, on to some other news in, in the NRL at the moment. The the talk of of Sam Walker being axed and it, it comes as a a bit of a surprise to to some. And you know, Cooper Cronk last night on Fox sort of defended his position a little bit and, and you know went into defence of Sam Walker. I just want to get your thoughts on on, uh, on the situation that's um, unfolding there o- over at the Roosters. Well, we understand. It happens to a lot of young players. You know, we've been in that position. I, You know, we've all been dropped. But, I mean, Sam, you know, he came on the scene the last couple of years and I think he's played 50-odd games. He was Rookie of the Year um, a couple of years ago. Um, I think he also got man of the match in the Anzac game a couple of years ago as well. I mean, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. And, um, mate, Roosters aren't travelling that well at the moment. And I just think for Sam Walker, he might have to go back and work on a few things, you know, not just defence but Jen, also his confidence. You know, when you've got Cooper Cronk working with you and players like, you know, ex-players like that, but also you got Kiri. Kiri, you know, he's a class act. Sometimes you just got to bite the bullet and, and have to go back. Look, I've got no doubt Sam Walker will take it on board. He won't be kicking cans. Uh, I know what sort of a kid he is. He's a great kid. 
we like pumping these kids up. And sometimes um, when you get dropped, um, you know, you, you, I know you don't see it as dropped, but it's okay to go back yeah. for a couple of weeks. That's it. I, I, I don't see it as mm. dropped. I, I, and let's not forget, he, he's 20 yeah. years of age. Like this is this is a natural progression yes. for, for any young kid's career. And I just, I, I feel, you know, if, it, if it's not at the Roosters and he's not playing halfback, it, it wouldn't have been made... That's right. Much, much a deal of like, I really don't. It's just, just a natural, natural progression, I guess, because of the the rumours now starting to happen For around sure. the, the Walker brothers uh, and what they've had to say. The, the fact that sorry, he's he's not playing is a big enough issue, and I think he can deal with that. But for Sam Walker. Now he's having to deal with this external noise yes. about why he's being dropped. So for me, it's not it's not dealing with uh, not playing first grade when you've played fifty games and you know you're a future superstar. It's dealing with the outside noise, which is the big issue for me. So how is he going to manage the scrutiny around why he's not in the team? So next time he's up for media, it's going to be like, oh, what did your dad say? Yeah. Uh, what houses your relationship with Cooper Cronk? So he's going to have to field all these questions and all this um, all this noise around why he's not playing. That's a difficult issue for a young man to manage. I think he can handle it, but also I think with Nick Bolitis and Trent Robinson, they brought like um, Ben Walker and his family and said, this is what we're going to do for your son. This is a process and this is what we've got to put in place. And that's why I know, I know Ben Walker quite well. And Ben and Shane, they have their own philosophy on how rugby league should be played. And I know that Sam doesn't really – he probably plays outside structure and they like for him to play that style. So it's funny to hear if they have been involved and, um, you know, I've obviously seen a bit of news and stuff and it doesn't surprise me because, you know, they tried to change rugby league up a little bit. They wanted yeah. the NRL coaching job and, you know, the way they play was flamboyant and, you know, I think uh, they, they coached Ipswich, I think, to a, to a premiership there. But They, they played – very differently to, to Cooper's yeah, style, style yeah, of Yeah, the play, philosophy. So. Yeah, no, no. I, I don't think they, 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 I think they believe that um, the way that Sam um, plays is probably um, not the way that, that they want him to play. But, you know, you don't, you shouldn't have a say really. You just got to watch your son come through and just support him the best yeah. you can. Because really, you know, it's going to be quite awkward yeah. at, at training. Yes. And again, that's another important issue for people to, you know, the, the, the people that are there at the Roosters to work through. And it's quite a difficult thing to navigate when you can almost sense as, you know, the, the tension in, in, yeah, of in, course. The, in the air. And, you know, the next time they're doing a drill together, is it, well, well, how's, I, how's yeah. it all? I, I know. Well, I know myself uh, a few years back, there was, you know, obviously Shane Flanagan. Apparently, um, you know, there was word that when Cole Flanagan was there, uh, and Shane Flanagan called Robbo just about his son and, talk, and I, I just thought oh, I know my, my young blokes played with you and that I just got to say that my job is just to be his dad and let him do what he's got to do well, well that, that in your position yeah. you've got a, a, a son that, that's playing NRL yeah. what are your thoughts when you see him play because it's you know you've played at the top yeah. you'd have an opinion yeah you'd have an opinion and a, do you keep it to yourself or, or do you use your connections like how hard is no. that as a father to navigate your son's career with what you think's best? 
I think there's already enough pressure on the boys um, because of, you know, I think I spoke to Freddie Fittler the other night, you know, his young boy's coming through. My job is just to be his dad and, and, and I want to see my son do well and um, um, or, or my daughter do well. I just, you got to stay out of it because you've had your time and now it's his time and, and, and just watching him come through, you know, when he was at the Dragons, I think he was with you and yeah. he'd come home and he'd say a few things and that, unless you want to talk footy, we didn't talk footy too much, you know, we might watch a little bit of footy. Um, everyone's different but I understood if, if I kept having an opinion about the Dragons or this and that, that it had sort of, it, we wouldn't get along so well. I was going, mate, what were you guys thinking in that? So, yeah. So so you, uh, obviously, as a, as a media pundit, would mm. you be cautious then about what you said, even just about the, the team in, in, in sure. general? Sure. I remember one time I was watching, what have been you play the Dragons? And, and I think I was at home and obviously my wife was there and then Tristan was there. And I was going... I can't put the Dragons playing like this, you know, New Year's, same old shit like this. And then Tristan actually got up, walked away and went and watched it in his room. So, and then Tara said, you just got to be careful how you yeah. speak because that's his squad, that's his team. And, and then I sort of realised, I thought, okay, because just sit there as a dad and just watch it with him, not be the you know, the NRL sort of, you know, expert or whatever, you know, pundit that you said. So, mate, it's taken me not a long time to learn, but I, I realise I can't be that sort of person when I'm at home. Yeah, it must be incredibly difficult. And look, yeah. I've, I've got my own thoughts on this. I think yeah, what do you think? The, the, the reason Sam Walker's not playing mm. is they've got two smaller halves that are being exploited defensively. Yeah. And also the fact that Joey Manu needs to get his hands on the football more. I don't think this is a, a dropping. I, I, I think this is just some time away for... I think the it's Roo- been dropping. I think it's a dropping. You think it's a dropping? I think it's a dropping. Well, it, it wouldn't... It'd be, yeah. It'll be interesting to see whether Sam Walker plays reserves. He'll, he'll play reserves. You think he will? Yep, because that's what Robbo will do. Because mate, I think you got to. It's like it's like when I was at the Wallabies and you you can pick for the Wallabies. Some players didn't want to go back and play club rugby. I was going, mate. Yeah, but that, I, that, I think that's different though, given the, yeah. given his age. So okay. one, one of the criticisms about Walker is he's not big enough. Yeah. But he, and he's and he's been playing first grade since he's eighteen. So yeah. the, the you know the the body would have been physically taxed to the point he can't get put weight on in the weight room. Yeah. You know, but I think for his headspace too, he's just got to play. You think it toughens play, you up? Yeah, hundred percent it play, does. Playing is the playing yep. is the answer. I, I think so. I know you're probably different to me. You know, you, you know, you're, you're more the modern footballer than me. You've only just recently retired. I retired a long time ago. But I just reckon he's just got to play. Yeah, fair, yeah. fair enough. I, I think maybe some some time away to to, to bulk up. You know, he, yeah. he's going to get bashed around and do it in the off season. It's a long time away. Yeah, I know, but it is what it is. Yeah, fair play. Fair play. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back with some thoughts on league players joining Rugby Union and preview the Eels versus the Broncos up in hot and steamy Darwin. Welcome back to Footy Talk. We're going to be talking all things league and union and the union's poaching of our game's biggest stars. Uh, and one that's gone the other way as well. And Roger Tuivasa-Shek, delighted to have him back in the game. Uh, first off, Del, what are your thoughts on uh, rugby union coming after some of the game's biggest stars? They've obviously secured Swalihi and now it appears as though they're going to make a play for Payne Haas. Yeah, look, I'm not surprised. I mean... You know, when uh, Australian Rugby Union signed Eddie Jones, I knew this was coming. I think we all know. Um, you know, some of the Rugby Union boys and, you know, we're talking, uh, Lottie, myself, Matty Rogers, it's an Eddie we trust. As in, Eddie likes to shake things up. You know, I saw him with England, obviously with Anthony Seabold when he went over there. Um, I've spoken to Eddie a few times and this is what Eddie does. Like, he, he's getting Rugby Union back on the map and obviously and the CEOs and everything are buying into it. And, you know, he's got Joseph Sweetie. Um, now he wants Payne Haas. Um, you know, Payne Haas, if they can get him, he'd be great at six or eight. But I just, 
I just don't think it's it's realistic. So, but why? Why is it not realistic? Oh, I just think the position that he plays, you have to go to six or eight. You wouldn't play him at front row. He would play six or eight, I think, you know, as a flanker. But I just think a lot of the calls, unless he's had rugby union background, there's a lot of it's a lot of a lot of things to take in, and sometimes you overthink things. It took me. I wasn't a natural rugby union player. I know, I know it's different forwards to backs. So I was a winger. It took me a good 16 to 18 months to learn, you know, the intricacies of uh, rugby union, you know, the plays. And yeah, I just didn't feel comfortable the first season. I was like, it was like I was a rugby league, rugby league player trying to play rugby union. And yeah. that's exactly what it was. Well, would, do you think, though, with a, a guy of, of Payne Hass's natural Ilk, ability, yeah. he, he's just a guy that Eddie Jones would just go, like, let's just get him on the field yeah. and just give the guy the ball and watch him go. Like the, yeah. the intricacies of the game. Yeah, okay. There's pros and cons. That's right. So you do, like a guy like Payne Haas, he... Oh, mate, he's a beast, yeah. He, he's, yeah. A, just, he's on another level. Like he, he's so dominant. His engine's yeah. through the roof. You know, he's got speed. He's got power. He's got strength. He's got footwork. He's got it all. He reminds me of a, a guy called Jerry Collins, obviously, who passed away a few years back in a car accident. Um, he, he saved his daughter. He was one scary dude, uh, Jerry Collins. He was, he had the footwork. He he was tough. But even Payne Huss's, uh, his agility for a big man, the way that he moves his hips and just, you know, his motor, as you know, he's he's gone to another level now. I didn't think he could. I, I knew he was going to get better. But seeing how far he's come from last year, and Broncos fans are going, oh, if he wants to go, get rid of him. And now they're going to lock him up yeah. for five years, seven years. Um, yeah, look, I, I think for Rugby Union, I think they're going after the right people, but I don't think they're going to get him. I just think the Broncos will go hard and lock him up. So it's up to what he wants. But I don't think he's had any sort of um, – he hasn't wanted to play Rugby Union. And, you know, they can sell you on a lot of things, but it's up to what you want. Okay, Dell, yeah. let's play um, – Yeah. Let's play role, role. Let's role play. Yeah. Okay, you're the boss of uh, or the CEO of Rugby Australia. You go and meet Payne House. What are you saying to him? Well, Payne, I'm, uh, I've been watching you uh, ever since you come into first grade. I just think you can be such a um, do so much for Australian rugby union, but even world rugby. You, you can play in France. You can play in South Africa. Um, we can offer you, you know, X amount of money, but not just with that. We can offer you culture. We can you can play in Italy. Uh, you can play in a World Cup against. Other other countries, you know, you the, can, the, the British and Irish Lions, yeah, the British Irish huge. Lions, that's massive. That's that's another carrot there. But you know, um, there'll be opportunities to play, you know, barbarians rugby. But um, you know, you, you'll take your brand to to a new level. We know that uh, in Australia, when you play rugby league, you play in New Zealand and play North of England. But with uh, with your profile and your name, we understand what you've come through as a young man, and we we think that you could add so much um, to what we got to offer. So with you and, and us together, we could do a lot of things all around the world. You know, playing England at Twickenham, it's one of those things where I think you know when you're a young guy, uh, everyone knows you know Twickenham. So I just think that we can offer you that, but also we'll work with you to see what you want to do with your brand. Yeah. So it's it's about the opportunity. Yeah. Uh, and they'll. They'll throw a, a lot of money and a, oh, of lot, course. And a lot of opportunities. Um, Adele, I want to ask you. There'll be incentives and everything in there, you know, with yeah. sponsors. And it'll be like a worldwide sponsor. Like, so if you're with Nike or Asics and stuff. So in rugby league, I think you sort of hampered a little bit. Because State of Origin, don't, don't get me wrong, State of Origin is, I, I still think it's the most fierce, the most brutal, you know, stage you can play on. And I've always said that, the, you know, Bledisloe's and World Cups are played in all those. But for me, Origin is a different beast. Yeah. I, I was going to I was gonna ask you. In and around the the union boys that that are already there, how will they be taking this at the moment? Because it's a fine line that 
Eddie Jones and Rugby Australia are treading here. About, yeah. You know, being very, very public yes. about their pursuit of some of the rugby league players. Now, what effect, if you're there in, a, you know, one of the, the top contracted guys, yeah. you're looking, are you looking over your shoulder? Are, mate, you, yeah. are, yeah. are you, are you starting to, to come together to say, what, what are these yeah, guys mate, doing? We're like, uh, I've been, I've been, you know, fighting all my life for this and they're going to the, to the enemy code. That's what happens sometimes too because, you know, because rugby union, you know, is, is more a private school. But I, I just understand that even when myself and Lottie and, and Matty Rogers switched, you know, they called us mungos and then, you know, they just go, oh, um, you know, I, I know when I played my first game with Queensland Reds, I said to Ben Trin, where do I stand? He said, I don't give a shit, just not next to me. So they're the things that you have to do and then you, you're putting other players' noses out of joint like in the super rugby team because you're getting paid all this ridiculous money and they don't even know, know if, if you, you, you can execute. You don't get promised to Wallaby jersey. You got to earn that right. Look at um, you got to go, go and prove it. Yeah, look at yeah Vunavalo. Yeah, you know, like he's he's finding it a bit tough now. I think I said before, Wayne Bennett should go after him. Like you know, because he's getting wasted there. You know, but but you do feel that pressure even when you go there. Like so someone like me, I didn't care. Like I knew I was getting X amount of money, but I wanted to play for Australia. I wanted to play in a real World Cup. And some of my heroes coming through were like Glenn Aller, you know, David Campisi. But I wanted to play against the All Blacks, so I knew that. That's that's what I wanted to do and play play in a World Cup and I got to play in a World Cup, um, you know, at, at a call. Did you have to explain yourself? What was it like going in there? Because this, you, you get sold this dream yeah. of Paris and you know, you, um, no. you know the the global stage. But then the reality is, you've got to go in there to a group of what a top squad of thirty, yeah. and everyone's looking at you going, "Who's the new kid in town?" Yeah, like oh, here, here he is, no. Bertie yeah. Big Bollocks in from rugby league. Yeah, you know. No, I, I think I was pretty lucky because because I was big personality, big energy, and I just sort of I did what I want, and I'd sort of been I've had, I had like like a patchy little record, like in and out, and they just thought, oh, you know, they've just bought someone to to put bums on seats because I think when I went to the Queensland Reds, um, I sort of walked in and I said, you know, well they bought me, you know, to make these turnstiles spin, you know, and the, the boys <laughs> always remember it, yeah, and, and a lot of those guys I was really good mates with, but a lot of them they did have their noses out of joint, you know, there's certain ones that didn't like the leagueies coming over and. Um, um, yeah, so it was uh, it was one of those things where, um, yeah, you, you just you understood that's what it was, and mate, I didn't care. And then I couldn't believe Lottie came across, and then Manny Rogers came across. Yeah, well, it, it's a massive compliment to, to yeah. our sport yeah. and our game. I believe a huge um, compliment to the pathway system and the the quality oh. of athlete and footballer that we produce. A guy that did go and test his hand over at the All Blacks and, and over in New Zealand Rugby Union that's made the switch to come back. Sure. Roger to Varsashek. What, yep. what are your thoughts on, on him coming back? Yeah, I'm excited. Look, I think we all want to go to Rugby Union and test ourselves, you know, whether it's Sam Burgess, whether it's Sonny Bill, but Rugby League, Matty Rogers came back, Lottie came back, I came back. Mate, rugby League's home and, you know, you have a taste of Union, but look at RTS. RTS is such a talented player, but he's not getting the game time that he probably wants and he he probably wanted to, you know, he obviously wanted to be an all-black and wanted to be there consistently, but it's just probably not what he thought it was going to be. It just shows you, like, when you grow up in, in those countries, as in New Zealand, and you want to be an all-black, or if you grow up in England and, you know, you want to play soccer over there, it's just so hard. It's even like American football with the NFL. People say, oh, why don't rugby league players go over there and try and play? Because from a young age, you're doing it, and it's like you're 10, 10 or 20 deep. Yeah, it's a it's a specialised yeah. sport, all sports, and some of them are transferable, but delighted to have Roger Tuivasa. Oh, and you know love what? Him. 
delighted for the Warriors as well. Of course. Because they're on a massive trajectory, upwards trajectory. They're creating some good things there. I feel a bit for Nick Cluckster, perhaps yeah. playing the centres, but when Roger comes available... Mate, he'll be excited, mate. You know this, mate. And, mate, you want your squads to be the strongest they can be. That's how you That's how you get deep into the finals. and That's how you win. You know, you win, um, you know, NRL premierships or you win, you know, World Cups and stuff. But even, I think, for me, the coaching staff of the Warriors, too, they're pulling the right reins there. You know, Andrew Webster, not the journo Andrew Webster, yeah. but <laughs> Andrew Webster, you know, that comes through the Penrith system, he's doing all the right things. And it's Sean Johnson's even wound back the clock a little bit so it's exciting yeah it is exciting over there across the pond in New Zealand great news for them to sort secure the signature of Roger Tuivasa-Shek for next year Yora alright that just about wraps us up for 40 Talk thanks for listening everybody check us out on the Listener Sport YouTube page thanks for listening